everyone. You are listening to the Unapologetically Speaking podcast, and you are on with hosts Jamie Dinwiddie and Alicia Hill, where we come to you weekly discussing some of the most pressing issues pertaining to women. And this week's topic is raising unapologetic girls. Raising girls can be hard. Trust and believe Alicia and I know the struggle. On tonight's podcast, we will talk about some of the very intentional ways in which we are preparing our daughters for womanhood. So, Alicia, I I know I have been waiting for this topic since we first mentioned it uh, earlier Mm -hmm. in the year when we went through our topics. What do you think? Are you excited? I am not only excited, but this topic is near and dear to my heart just because as mothers, um, we just are are enamored by our children and watching our girls grow and evolve and, you know, sometimes say the funniest things and, you know, just become their own. So yeah. I think that, of course, I'm excited about this topic, but also I'm just, um, this is just such a space that I am growing and learning myself as a mother. Absolutely. So for our listeners, some of you may be wondering why we are talking about raising unapologetic daughters. You may even be saying to yourselves or even thinking to yourselves, but I thought you all focused on leadership development for women. Alicia, why are we talking about raising unapologetic daughters? Well, when you think about just our role as women in society, uh, you know, I know, Jamie, you and I are firm believers that we have to prepare this world for our girls and prepare our girls for this world. And so um, there's so much going on um, as it pertains to diversity and inclusion and equity. And um, and so we are we, I think us as women, we have to realize there's a generation that's coming up after us. And it's not just our responsibility to develop ourselves. It's our responsibility to develop them as well. And so the strides we make and what we do is going to help them um, make even further strides as they become women. So this is not just a topic for um, women, for mothers, from uh, for us mothers. This is a topic for all women because we all have a responsibility in this. I couldn't agree more, Alicia. I think that when we talk about the next generation of leaders, particularly as women, we have a responsibility and and dare I say a duty to ensure that we are being examples and that we are passing along the information to our daughters and not just our daughters, because we may have women on here who aren't mothers um, yet or who aren't mothers at all, but maybe you have mentees, maybe you have nieces, uh, maybe you have goddaughters, whatever, whoever you have in your life that's a young woman, I feel like it is, uh, it is our responsibility and again, our duty to ensure that we are passing along the information and not just developing ourselves, but mm-hmm. also you know, helping to develop others. So that's why we're talking about raising unapologetic daughters um, because we want to develop women, but it's also near and dear to our hearts to develop girls as well. So, So let's talk a little bit about what it means to raise daughters. Oh, wow. 
you know, it means so much. I mean, there's so many things that Mm -hmm. we could, you know, focus this whole podcast on in just that statement or that question alone. Because when we, when we talk about raising our daughters, it means number one, it means being an example. Um, you know, daughters watch us so very closely. Our girls do. They watch everything. I mean, I have a six-year-old and she will tell me, remember that one time when you said, mm-hmm. or remember that one time when you did? Yeah. And, you know, there are times where I've had to eat my words or even eat my own actions and had to correct myself um, and, and really kind of be a little uh, vulnerable and show some humility and say, you know, mommy wasn't what didn't didn't say that the right way, or mommy should have really um, said it this way or done it differently. And so, it it number one, raising daughters is all about being an example because they yeah. are watching like hawks. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, I I definitely agree that raising daughters is definitely being an example. I remember when I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter at the young age of 21. I was struggling with maturity then, but I tell you what, mm-hmm. as soon as I had, as soon as I gave birth to her, it was almost as if my whole perspective on life had changed. And I think mm-hmm. that in addition to being examples, I also believe that uh, raising daughters is, is, and I know that Alicia, you probably feel the same way. I think I could speak for you when you say that is, one of my like top priorities in terms mm-hmm. of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, I could have the greatest career. I could get, you know, all the education. I could make all the money. If my daughter, if I don't give my daughter a solid foundation, if I'm not there supporting her and guiding her and giving her all the opportunities that she needs in order to be successful, then everything that I've done for myself is just an afterthought. It's kind of in vain. So for Mm -hmm. me, I felt like I had a responsibility and actually a call Mm -hmm. um, to to steward her and to care for her um, in such a way that would cause her that would allow her to uh, live out her destiny and her purpose. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I can tell you also what it means. And we and we were talking about this earlier we were talking about how our, I don't know if your mom used to say this to, to you, but mm-hmm. I remember my mom reminding me on a frequent basis, you know, I'm not your friend, right? Yes. Like, I'm, <laughs> we, I'm not your friend. And it was, yes. it was such a, a, a sobering reminder when she said that, because at the end of the day, you know, growing up, my mom was not my friend. She wasn't yeah. supposed to be my friend. Yeah. There were times where, let's say I would I would blur the lines or try to blur the lines and she had to put me back in place and say, no, this is, I'm your parent. And yeah. so I, I, I appreciate those reminders growing up because it um, taught me to respect her and her role and her position as my mother. And also um, it, it is teaching me that now that I'm a, an adult, that there are there are there is a time where now we're friends. Today, as yeah, yeah. now that I'm grown and and I have my own daughters, and you know that is this is the time where we experience friendship, and it is so beautiful, and I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. My mom said the exact same thing, and I have 
transferred that exact same message down to Cameron, my daughter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've said it so much to her over the years that before I can even get the full sentence out of my mouth, now she's like, I know, I know, you're not my friend. You know, so, <laughs> so she knows that all too well. So, uh, oh, goodness. So, I mean, so yeah, I, I completely agree. So, so I think that now that we've covered, you know, what it means to raise daughters, we want to dig a little bit deeper into raising unapolog what it means to raise unapologetic girls. And so let's go ahead and, and do a deep dive into, into that topic a little bit further. So raising unapologetic girls, we are going to do a deep dive into this topic and talk a little bit more about what it means not to just raise our daughters, but to raise them to be unapologetic. And so this week we read an article by Brene Brown, Wholehearted Parenting Manifesto was the article that she wrote. And I really was impressed by some of the points that she made in the article. I feel mm -hmm. like they were very insightful, but not only insightful, but there was a passion behind them mm -hmm. as it relates to really connecting with our daughters and not only just connecting, but also pointing out their value at a very early age. And yeah. so one of the big, one of the most significant points that she made early on was the fact that we are not parenting experts. Like you can experts. So Alicia, what did you think about that? Yeah, parenting experts, I mean, they don't exist. I mean, point blank period. <laughs> At the end of the day, right. we are all um, kind of on this journey. Um, and it's full of uncertainty. It's full of ambiguity. It's full of um, sometimes us lacking a little confidence because we don't always know how to handle a situation or how to approach a conversation with our daughters. And yeah. so I have, I can say that I've, I've experienced that myself where there have been times where I'm like, I'm really not sure what to say or what to do in this situation. And so Brene does talk about how we should be, we should withhold our judgment when it comes to seeing other people. And I'm gonna say other women who might parent differently than we do. And so there's going to be so many different approaches that we might take when it comes to parenting our, and raising our daughters. And she talks about how, as we take the, these approaches, it's important for us to keep in mind just that our daughters are, are just wanting to be poured into and they're wanting to blossom. And they're wanting to know that they matter and that they're loved and valued by their mother. And so, um, you know, those are some core things that she addressed um, as she was talking about parenting. So she says, I'm not a parenting expert. And, you know, Jamie, you and I, we're not parenting experts. We, we learn it on this journey. No, we are not parenting experts. Like you said, parenting experts do not exist. But um, one thing I do want to point out, and I want to point it out very unapologetically, is that um, parenting is an activity. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what the approach is, 
you do need an approach. Mm. And there are folks out there that have no approach. (laughs) I mean, you walk in the store and folks and fell out on the floor kicking and screaming uncontrollably. That is not an approach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a very, we'll we'll call it a very passive approach. And we know that there are times where we have to be a lot more assertive um, with our kids because we can't allow them to run the show. They don't run the ship. And we got to, we got to make that clear. Um, Just as we said earlier, we're not your friend. And so it's important that they respect our position as their our daughters respect our position as their mothers so yeah i would agree that we all got to have an approach and um some people let's just say they're still searching for one uh-huh so this is why we got out of control adults that don't know how to act yeah. and maybe that's yeah. what we should say you know we and alicia and i had talked about this i think last week and I, alicia I, I, what did you say i think you said something along the lines of you know those folks at your job that get on your last nerve? They always doing something. They're just always right. up to something. It's Got like all these character flaws. All <laughs> these character flaws. And you like, oh, that's because your parents didn't raise you right. They didn't raise you well. They didn't raise you to understand that being rude isn't okay. Or some sometimes I think to myself, and I've said this several times, I said, you know what? They didn't learn. In kindergarten, remember when we learned caring is sharing? Mm-hmm, yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't learn that. Like, we got to take it back to the basics and we become adults and we make all of these issues very complex. The reality is it's not that complex. The reality is that you, your parents, they lacked, a, they lacked an approach, a good one at least. Well, right? and it's funny because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I try not to ever water down what we do because there is a complexity to it because we're all we're working with people and people are yeah. complex. However, I do often say to colleagues as we are discussing the matters of leadership, I say at the end of the day, this boils down to two words, home training. And so they look yeah. at me and <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Home training. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really, at the end of the day, let's boil that. Like, let's not make this complicated. It's home training. I teach people home training because along the way, folks get lost. So, along you know, and, and, <laughs> they lose their way. So, they you know, way. That, that, that's they never had a way. <laughs> they never had a way. Okay. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, in all seriousness, it is important that you have an approach and that is such yes. a good point. Yeah. And if you don't know what that approach is um, or you haven't found one yet, that's when you can glean from people that maybe you observe and, you know, you see how their children may respond to them. And, and you might, you might even admire the way their children respond to them. And everybody's ch- child's different. Um, however, you know, it might be an opportunity for you to try something different, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Try something different. So as we move on to uh, more of Brene's article, she mentioned a quote by Toni Morrison. And if you're not familiar with Toni Morrison, she is an author and a phenomenal uh, writer. So definitely Google her if you've never heard of her before. If you enjoy reading, I I would recommend you check out some of her books. 
But Brene had a, shared a quote in her article that I thought was extremely profound, especially as women. And we do cater to women leaders. So especially as women, we get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of work and um, extracurricular activities and making sure homework's done and cooking and cleaning and taking care of the husband or the significant other that we forget this really simple concept that um, Toni Morrison um, shares in her quote. And so, Alicia, you want to share that quote with us? Yeah. And so um, Toni Morrison, she, she has this quote. And, and what she says is, when my children used to walk in the room when they were little, I looked at them to see if they had buckled their trousers or if their hair was combed or if their socks were up. When they say, see you, they see the critical face. What's wrong now? Her advice was simple, but paradigm shifting for me. She said, let your face speak what's in your heart. When they walk in the room, my face says, I'm glad to see them. It's just as small as that, you see. So, you know, that resonated with me, just as Brene was saying mm -hmm. that resonated with her. Um, it resonated with me because I can admit it, I'm that person where I'm checking, always checking to make sure my children, my girls aren't walking out the house looking crazy. You know, I'm like, did mm -hmm. you brush your hair, baby? Like, what you got on? Like, I'm always kind of like trying to make sure because we know our, our children, our girls are a representation of us. And so sometimes we can be hypercritical of them and when they're showing up you know because they don't know no better but to be their authentic self right right i mean they don't they don't know they haven't gone through the, the ebbs and flows of life and quite yet and so they're still kind of just embracing and and figuring out who they are and um and so this is just such an opportune time for us to uplift them and not always take the opportunity to say something ain't right about them and so I think that um, that resonated with me. And that was, that, that was mind shifting for me. Yeah. I mean, when, when we talk about critical, right, we live in a critical society as it is. So the last place that, you know, I'm sure they want to be criticized is, is with us um, mm -hmm. or with the person that, you know, is, is raising them and the person that they look to the most for validation. You know, whether they ever admit it, they are looking, there are certain people in their lives that they look to the most for, for validation, their mothers, mm -hmm. fathers. Um, and we're not talking about fathers, but we're not negating the fact that fathers also play a very important role mm -hmm. in validation, right? But right. Um, they don't look at us, they, they don't want to look at us and see that we're always searching for what's wrong. And even though it's coming from a well-meaning place, even though it's coming from a good place of just trying to make sure that they're all right and they have everything they need. Um, this was mind shifting for me to think about, oh, how critical I, you know, and I could be when I see my daughter. Did you have this? It's like a checklist. I have a running right. checklist every time. Like mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. when I'm checking the boxes off. And so, um, but then, I mean, our kids are exposed to so much more than what we were exposed to in terms of social media and seeing, you know, all of these different uh, expectations of what beauty is and, and is not and, uh, you know, how should you dress and how should you talk and how should you act that, you know, for them to just look at us and just see 
um, in our face that we're just happy to see them. Mm -hmm. I think that that is so important. Yeah, and I think the um, we're sending a very strong and clear message when going back to the, what you said about that checklist that women that's what we do to each other. Yep, and so they can um, adopt that same behavior and mindset and saying, okay, when a woman walks in the room, I'm gonna go through my own checklist in my head or maybe with my Ooh, girlfriend yeah. and say, mm-hmm, look at her hair, look at her nails, mm-hmm. look at her, you know, I mean? and begin. Right, exactly. And so we are trying to combat that type of thinking as we join together as women and and uplift one another. And so we have to model that with our girls as we are engaging with them and as they enter into the room. So, So this is really causing me to be more intentional about my thought process. When my daughter comes down the stairs about to walk out uh, to the bus stop, um, having picked out her own clothes to go to school, you know, instead of immediately trying to go through that checklist about what she looks like, really say, good morning, how are you? You look beautiful. Um, enjoy your day. And really, and really kind of, and even though I do say those things, um, don't, don't include the other stuff. The yeah. other stuff at the end yeah. of the day is really not all that necessary. Yeah, yeah. I I think and one word you just used is intentional and we use intentional a lot on an apologetically speaking podcast but really everything that we talk about is uh it, it's it's all about intentionality. And so when we talked about earlier having a parenting approach, that's an approach. It's saying, okay, what have I not done and what can I do differently? So saying mm-hmm. everything that you just mentioned Alicia and then leaving out the rest maybe for a different time it doesn't mean you don't say the things that need to be said ever or at all it just means Mm -hmm. that you pick and choose times in which in 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 which you have certain conversations and and that we're very intentional on what we're saying like we cannot afford to especially when it comes to raising unapologetic girls and raising our daughters and raising the women of the next generation we cannot be on autopilot Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just can't. We can't afford it. There's too much at stake. Too much at stake. There and is too much at stake. Yeah. And one other point I want to make, kind of going back to, um, you know, just the criticism piece, because I just think it's so very important that our girls, when they also look into in the mirror, we're not, um, we're not we're not putting them in this position where they begin to criticize themselves um, oh, yeah. and, and we, or, or put so much stake in their pressure. Um, yeah. yeah. And pressure on like, okay, my, how I look is also equ- equivalent to my worth. Like I don't, I don't want my daughter to begin to make that correlation. And so it's important for me to make sure that, and and I believe in another article we read, make sure that we're balancing um, just the compliments that we give our children, our girls, and not, you know, and not making, and not really focus all on their looks, but the other compliments as well. So, yeah. Yeah, things like, you know, you're intelligent, you are a peaceful person, you know, you're funny, mm-hmm. you know, you're wise beyond your years. I mean, whatever it is, really taking time to understand what it is about them 
and who knows who knows them better than 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 their mother or mm-hmm. who knows them better than their mentor who knows them better than the quote the person that's responsible for rearing and guiding them and so mm-hmm. sometimes not sometimes I was gonna say sometimes but we all know what it's like particularly I have a 14 year old and so uh, ninth grade is really when um, that age of self-discovery and identity starts to happen. And mm-hmm. I do think that it is my job as uh, my daughter continues to grow into herself to help her navigate that because there's so much messaging right. coming at her every single mm-hmm. day about who she is. But I know her very well and I have mm-hmm. to call out those good things that I see about her because if I don't, then she, something else might attach itself to her that just really isn't true, right? right, right. Um, and, I, and, and so it's my job as a protector as well to combat some of those things, that, the, yeah. some of that messaging that's coming at her. And so, you know, who, who better to do that than me, her mother? Who better to do that mm-hmm. than you for your girls, Alicia? So I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. That's completely, totally important. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's good. So, um, you know, raising, raising unapologetic girls is a, is a big, big job. And, and we want to talk about uh, a few ways that we can overcome the odds. So let's go ahead and, and dive into that. So overcoming the odds, we want to share seven steps to raising brave and confident daughters and how to help prepare them for womanhood. So we have done some research. We've thought about our own uh, journeys with our daughters, and we've come up with a few steps that may just help you, our listeners, um, dive deeper into helping your daughters become more unapologetic. And so I think there were so many, Alicia, to pick from. Like, as we were researching and then as I was reflecting and as I was thinking about the things that, that I do with my own daughter, there was mm-hmm. so much that, there was just so much. Um, so this is not meant to be an exhaustive list, but definitely a list that I think would be helpful. And so the first thing on our list is, um, you know, in, we want our daughters to engage with the world from a place of worthiness. Um, and our daughters learn their worthiness from being loved and from having a sense of belonging and having a joy. Um, mm-hmm. Every time they engage with us as um, the, their mother. I mean, again, we're not just speaking to mothers, but anyone that has a mothering influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that helps them to, to practice compassion and to even embrace their own imperfections, even as we embrace our own, even as we embrace our own imperfections, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I thought that was so powerful because to be completely authentic, we talk about being unapologetic means to make, to be authentic and live in our truth and make bold and unapologetic moves. And I think there's no greater way than showing your, um, daughter that, hey, I am not perfect, but I'm still worthy. Yeah, that that is such an important lesson. And I think that goes into our second uh, P or our second step, I would say, is that 
they're going to learn accountability and respect by watching us make mistakes and also by watching us make amends. And so, and I love, I love that piece because it wasn't just talking about, you know, us making mistakes, but, you know, we talk about unapologetic, but we're not saying that there aren't times when we need to make amends and apologize. And so um, we talk about in Humble Women Win, there are going to be opportunities where we have to be vulnerable. And by watching us, by watching how we ask for what we need and talk about how we feel, that's how our children, our girls are going to learn and grow and become more of the woman they need to be. And so, um, you know, accountability and respect are two character, those are, that's character. And so yeah. those are two things. We talk about character a lot in my house. And I know you talk about yes. it a lot in your house. Yes. And so um, <laughs> even when our children um, can sometimes get in trouble, we, uh, we say, well, we're going to build some character. And yeah. so <laughs> mm-hmm. because we realize that we can't release our children into this world. We can't release our girls into this world without having character. And so accountability respect those are a must yeah they must have that and they have to show they have to be able to see us exemplify those characteristics as well yeah and can I just add to that real quick Alicia and talk about taking accountability and making amends earlier I think that we mentioned that you know as parents we, we we make mistakes and I think the times when I've had to show accountability and even make amends is you know, being stressed from work or, you know, mm-hmm, having a mm-hmm. difficult situation and time going on with myself and maybe snapping on my daughter and being short mm-hmm. with her and recognizing that she didn't deserve that treatment. Now, as a parent, yeah. I could have an ego and be like, oh, well, she's a child. I'm an adult. So what? Right. But me modeling the fact that, you know, going back to embracing my own imperfections and then also being accountable and respectful and going back to her and saying, you know what, you didn't deserve that. And because, yeah. and, and I apologize to you, you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. modeling that. And so now what it shows, what it tells her, and, I, and I've seen my daughter be able to own some things and apologize without even without a hesitant without being hesitant to do mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. wow and, and I want to point out you said own own so ownership I would say it's another character it's another characteristic mm-hmm. yeah. that they have to be they got to be able to take ownership yeah yeah they got to be able to take ownership I agree and so the next one is um together um being willing to cry and face fear and grief um and that that and and maybe we won't be able to take away the pain this was so impactful to me when your child is going through something a difficult situation we want to protect them and we want to take you know away all the pain and we want to shield them away from the rest of the world but we won't be able to take it away from them but instead um sit with them and teach them Mm -hmm. how to feel the pain properly right that that one (laughs) So many, so many people like tough their feelings deep, deep away and they don't allow themselves to feel that hurt or to feel that grief or to feel, um, you know, 
that that energy and and then release it feel it release it and let it go and I think it's so important because that helps us to be really healthy Mm -hmm. yeah and we have to be healthy we have to be healthy women to produce and to raise healthy daughters and so in in the spaces where we are unhealthy we have to recognize that and we have to um and we have to get back centered in a sense um so that we can show our daughters that self-care is important but what I and I I'm sorry I want to go ahead I I need to say this mm-hmm. there are so many times when we don't feel what we're feeling we get so used to things coming at us fast that we mm-hmm. don't allow ourselves to feel the feelings that we're in at that moment and then we don't deal with them yeah. And then what happens mm-hmm. when you don't deal with your feelings and your emotions and you let them bottle up over time? What happens? Mm, you explode. We just you... learned about volcanoes earlier today <laughs> with my six-year-old and you turned into hey. an exploding volcano. <laughs> you turned into an exploding volcano. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think you know that's a lesson for us as women that we have to carry on to our daughters and to your point earlier, Alicia, leading by example being the example if our daughters are constantly watching us not respond and um mm-hmm, oh, man, mm-hmm. back to humble women win and having that false sense of humility oh it's okay oh it's no big deal oh, da, da, da. but when it really is right. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> then they're right. mm-hmm. going to repeat that cycle yeah and and there are too many cycles that are out there that we are already combating. <laughs> so, I mean, we just, I mean, really, I mean, there are so many cycles yeah. that we have to, um, you know, combat. And so we can't, we cannot afford to, to keep repeating that cycle. Absolutely not. So I, I want to go into this next one because it, it, I think wraps the, um, just wraps up the whole concept of seeing our, our girls yeah. for who they are. Mm-hmm. And so um, what, what Brene touched, touches on as well is she talked about how she will, te- she will t- not teach or love or show her daughter anything perfectly, but she will let her see her mother and she will always hold sacred the gift of seeing her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if you really are in this place of humility and vulnerability, yeah. then you're going to allow your daughter to see all of you. Mm-hmm. And I can say that growing up, um, my mom, she was a single mother uh, for quite some time. And there were times when... I know she didn't allow me to see all that she was going through because she had to be strong and she had to keep going and moving and pressing forward and being resilient. And, you know, I saw that and, um, and I know she was doing that because she wanted to, she wanted to, to, to really, again, exemplify this strong woman. And I so appreciate that. But I also, and then as, as we've grown, um, as I, we've grown to become friends in this season in all of our lives, we've had conversation about just, you know, her not, 
her kind of shielding us from the um, from the grief maybe that she would experience yeah. being a single mother yeah. and how that impacted um, us not seeing that part of her, not seeing her in that space. Yeah. And so our kids sometimes need to see us in that space to know that our feelings do get hurt. Yeah, that's good. We have hard times. And and I think that what that's what actually makes them under or helps them to understand that we are strong. We are re- resilient because they're able to see us work through that pain. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I completely agree. I don't have anything to add to that because I think that was perfectly stated. And I think it is important that we are transparent and allow our children to see us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the next one is parent with empathy. Mm-hmm. And I think that we just have to remember as adults, we have to remember when. Mm-hmm. We have to remember mm-hmm. that we once we were once you know kids we were once teenagers and um, and even if you and even if you can't sympathize you can empathize and maybe and there are going to be times when you don't agree mm-hmm. with you know the what your child is saying or um, you know where they're at but you know they just mm-hmm. want to be heard mm-hmm. they want to be heard mm-hmm. and they want to know that you at least get where they're coming from have you ever been talking to someone and you've been really emotional about something and they just kept finding every reason why what you were saying didn't make sense like they just wouldn't listen and you're like would you just listen like nobody Mm -hmm. asked you for all that extra commentary i shut down i'm like you know what (laughs) never mind you're not the one today so I'm going to go ahead and back away because you're just making me mad. You're just point. making it worse <laughs> and you're making me mad. Okay. Like, right. you know, and I still think about our kids for the exact same thing. Like, okay, you got all the answers and you're not listening to anything. You're not even trying to see it from my vantage point. And so I think parenting with empathy is so important because you'll get a lot more information. Right. They'll tell you right. a whole lot more stuff if you learn how to empathize. You know all the they'll kids' you, business. Girl, they'll tell you a whole lot more stuff without them knowing they're telling you a whole yeah. lot of stuff you know how to listen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you be like, oh, okay. And when they start and telling you, to me. Yeah, and when they start telling you certain stuff, keep a straight poker face. Don't breathe too heavy. Just because, you know, they might tell you something <laughs> where you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't know little Sally got down like that. But you can't respond because if they realize they're telling you stuff, <laughs> They'll, they'll shut down. But they tell you, you know, little Sally did something that was a little crazy and off the chain. You're going to have to learn to keep it to yourself and just listen, okay? Right. So. <laughs> right, right. No, that that is so true. And, and I like that you said, listen, because, um, again, we sometimes we do a whole lot of talking and a whole lot of instructing and directing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and we don't leave space for our children our girls to like say, "Hey, mom, I got I got a perspective to share." Yeah, so, yeah. so sometimes we gotta we gotta have that awkward pause, and and they'll get used to it, and they'll begin to fill that space with their thoughts and sharing. Yeah. I think you know originally at first that might not be nor- the norm for them, but if you allow the space, they will they will begin to um, and, and kind of usher them into the conversation. They're, they'll begin to share. Absolutely, begin to share. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So the next one was teach her to be nice 
but not too nice. Oh, my favorite. I know this is your favorite, Jamie. And <laughs> and and it's it's funny because I am also very like I'm always thinking about someone else's feelings. I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And so I have noticed that my 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 oldest daughter is very much like me. She's very much like, well, I don't want to say that or I don't like that song because it's mean. Like mm-hmm. she is very oh. much about others' feelings. And I have tried to teach her there's balance. You have to have this balance of yes, you kind you can be kind. Being kind is absolutely something that you you need to strive to be. But you that doesn't mean allowing people to walk all over you, mm-hmm. say everything you want to say, and or, or everything they want to say to you. And in addition to that, doesn't mean you don't say things and speak up too, because you need to be able to speak up and say, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not how this is going to work. You're not yeah. going to treat me any kind of way, you're not going yeah. to speak to me any kind of way. And so, I am I'm, I'm teaching her to do that now. My six year old, she ain't got a problem. It's, it's not a problem at all. She has always been the type to speak up. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, there has been times where I'm like, I've, I've got to, I've got to share with her some balance as well. We, I got to teach her some balance as well. Yes, she, <laughs> she'll she grow will into tell everybody about themselves. She will grow into her <laughs> balance. She will grow into her balance over time. She will. So, oh yes. goodness. Yeah. I, I mean, I think yeah. this is my all-time favorite because I think there's nothing wrong with being a class act. I think there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with being kind and courteous and compassionate. I think that all of those things are great things as a, as women that we should that we should exemplify, but that we should also teach our daughters. And so, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, some people take your kindness for weakness. You give yes, some folks an inch and they take a mile. They and ran them up. You know? Mm-hmm. Plymouth Rock yeah. didn't land on no, okay. So anyway, okay. I'm just, I don't know, right? <laughs> the, you, if, real, I'm Ugly. reeling. I'm reeling. I'm reeling back in right now. Thank you. Thank you. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. But, but seriously, yeah. I mean, take the kindness for yeah. me. So I think it's those boundaries, teaching our daughters those healthy boundaries of saying, okay, you know, this is your line. You will not cross it. Okay. Now I've been, mm-hmm. I've been nice to you. And then, you know, you get mm-hmm. real nice and that was, okay, I've been really nice to you. I've been really patient. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving you your warning and I'm letting you know. <laughs> Okay, that you, you know, cross the line in some areas, you know, you start slowing it down for them and making that really intense eye contact to let someone mm-hmm. know, uh, don't, don't try me. I'm not the one, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. why teaching our daughters to be kind and nice, but not too nice. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I love your explanation, Jamie. It's awesome. I know. Thank you. It was a little, I know, it, it went a little left for a second there, but I was able to bring it back. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's where you got me here. Bring you back here. <laughs> Alicia, will you go ahead and cover that last one for us? So the last one is encourage her to be bold and ask big. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as, as young girls, we are taught sometimes directly and indirectly that we just need to kind of sit back and, and, and go with the flow, you know, mm-hmm. and um, not always make our, our 
needs and desires known. And so it's important that our girls speak up and say, this is what I need. And again, going back to boundaries, you mentioned boundaries um, earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to say, this is how, one, this is how I operate. Um, This is, again, what I can contribute. This is going back to humility. These are the gifts and talents that I bring. And so we have to teach our girls to speak up and to be bold in their ass because that's going to translate when it comes to when when it comes to them negotiating salaries yeah that's going to translate when it comes to them choosing a spouse and making sure that their spouse is very clear of you know what they need to feel loved and be loved yeah yeah no, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, encourage um encouraging them to be bold and ask big. You know, they can start they start that at a young age with us. I mean, I think mm-hmm. about my daughter who um I I stopped when she's she's always done it and I almost stopped her from doing it. And then I said, mm-hmm. "No, I'm not going to stop her from doing it." And one thing she would always do is if she wanted something, she would keep asking for it. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't mm-hmm. stop. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, look, no is no. And I remember like having this conversation with her, but then I stopped doing it because you know what? It is annoying, but guess what? People who keep asking, what do they, what eventually happens? They eventually, they eventually get it. <laughs> they okay? eventually, like, Fine. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually get what they want. And so she has this attitude where she asks, and if she wants it, she will keep asking for it and she is relentless about it and I'm like that I want her to keep doing that on into her adulthood because Mm -hmm. you know what in this world sometimes we got to keep asking Um, sometimes we got to turn that no into a yes and so I I I like that you um you stated that about Cammie because Again, Melissa, my six-year-old, she has a very similar approach when she wants something. And what I appreciate about Melissa is that she will ask, but she will ask 18 different ways. Yeah. So sometimes indirect, real, she's got real clever and real creative with her asking game. (laughs) So she'll say, so at seven o'clock, you said I can have the candy. So it's almost seven, dot, dot, dot. Um, like she just, she just kind of like leads into it. And, and again, I, it, it drives me crazy. Like you said, it, it could, it could mm-hmm. drive a person crazy, but, and I have, um, said, don't ask me no more or you're not going to get it. You know, that's been my, my response lately just to keep my sanity. However, I like the principle around do not um, discourage them from asking and being persistent about things that they need and that they deserve. And they I want, like quite honestly, if they want. And they want. You, know, you might yeah. not need it, but you want it. So, hey, girlfriend, go ahead and ask and keep on asking. You know what? I think I'm going to start asking starting next week after I get back from that cruise. I think I'm just going to start asking people stuff over and over and over again. <laughs> I mean, what? It worked for them. So, you know, it might work Look, for us. Look, I can... I can only take it from Melissa right now. That's the only capacity that I have. Oh, okay, okay, right. I'm gonna go ahead and just tell you now. So don't try it on you. Got it. Don't try it on me. Take somebody else. <laughs> oh, good. 
goodness. So those are the um, seven steps or just seven um, insights to raising unapologetic girls. I want to just briefly go over them quick, uh, real quickly again. The first one is um, engage, um, engage your daughter from a place of worthiness. Um, teach them uh, accountability and respect um, by, watch, by allowing them to see your mistakes and make amends. Don't be, a, don't be afraid to cry together and um, feel that fear and grief and teach them how to sit in their emotions and feel their emotions. Um, teach them love, um, but at the same time, don't keep them um, in a place of perfection, but let them see you um, for who you are, like deeply see you for who you are and all your imperfections. Parent with empathy. Um, teach your daughter to be nice, but not too nice. And encourage her to be bold and ask big. So. Ooh, that's a good list. <laughs> that's a good list. <laughs> that is a good list. I mean, I've, I've already created some things in my head or, or at least made up my mind and, and, and have said, okay, I want to do that differently. Yeah. And, and so I, I just appreciate this conversation because it has allowed me to reflect on how I, um, today, how I approach certain things. And again, put some, some other thoughts around maybe how I might, how I might decide to, to kind of do that differently. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's a it's a growing process, right? And, mm-hmm. and and we want you, our listeners, to also try some of these things, you know, and even mm-hmm. tell us how they're working out. And if you are looking for some ways to get your daughters involved in um, some developmental activities, we do want to share with you that we have a program. And the program is centered around the book called A Voice Becoming. And so, Alicia, why don't you share a little bit more about what we've been doing with our daughters and some other daughters around the city to, mm-hmm. to help develop them for, uh, for future womanhood? Okay, so this is, this is something that, as just Jamie mentioned, was inspired by the book A Voice Becoming by Beth Bruno. And so... Um, we, we were, I had come across the book on Amazon, read about it and was immediately inspired because it was all about this woman's journey with her daughter and her kind of introducing her to womanhood. And there were five distinct topics or five distinct, um, kind of just themes that were discussed throughout the book. And she talked about how women lead, fight, love create and sacrifice. And so I called Jamie up and said, mm-hmm. okay, we've got to do this. I called our friend Marcia up. I called our friend Sarah up um, and Leah. And, and, and together we said, you know, we all play a role as mothers and even as um, kind of women in, in young girls' lives. And so we all want to make a positive impact and use those same five themes and create some sort of experience that our girls can have and learn um, what it means to lead, fight, love, create, and sacrifice as women. And so the first, we kind of came up with a, again, we are leadership development facilitators and consultants at heart. 
And so we we couldn't help but to create some curriculum, right? Right. Okay, so <laughs> we couldn't help it. So PowerPoint presentations, the whole nine yes. exercises. And so we invited the girls over to, to our home and made it just real kind of relaxing. But then we said, hey, we want to teach you about these five areas and and how you know you can grow and develop in these five areas and we all came with just different activities to asking them about you know what does leadership mean to you um and what does that look like and what examples do you have and what is fighting and what do you fight for and and one of the things that i think was even more profound just from that first Mm -hmm. session jamie if you remember Mm -hmm. um one of the the mothers had had mentioned um, going to YouTube and doing some research in preparation for the session. And so had said that she um, looked up um, young black girls or young teenage black girls. And what was really interesting that popped up yeah. was that there was not a whole lot of positivity. Let's just say that there was a lot of fighting. There was a lot of um, inappropriate dancing and and it really and the girls the thing was the girls were aware of that when we asked them what do you think we found the girls were like oh you found a b c d and e and we were like oh mm-hmm. you're aware and yeah. so it was such great dialogue um that that we had just about that and the other topics and so that's how we kicked it off but um, since then, and that was a few months ago, we've been um, doing just different exercises with them. We took them to an escape room and allowed them to work together. Um, and that's where we, we tie that to women lead. And what does it mean to lead when you're, you aren't really sure what you're doing? Because let's just uh-huh. be honest, when you're in a leadership position, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You don't. And so how do you... How do you navigate that? And so we talked about, you know, uh, how they can navigate it. And they were so very honest. I don't know if you appreciated that, Jamie, but I appreciated their transparency and honesty. I did. I I definitely appreciated their transparency and honesty. And um, I think that, you know, they have enjoyed the time together. And the next Mm -hmm. time we come together, we will be talking about women fight and we are planning to do a self-defense class because um, women fight is all about advocacy and what we're willing to stand up for and, um, mm-hmm. the, and, and being courageous enough to say the things that other people won't say and address the things that other people won't address. Um, and so the self-defense class is symbolic for mm-hmm. defending mm-hmm you know, defending yourself and, and defending others and, and honestly mm-hmm. being, again, unapologetic about it. So we are excited about this. Um, we have piloted this with the first, um, do we have five girls or yes. four? Okay, so we piloted this with the first five girls. If you're interested, we would love to know, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email on either Facebook or you can email us at contact us at uaspodcast.com and say, hey, I would love to have my daughter be a part of that A Voice Becoming um, group. Um, we're looking to start another cohort and uh, we would be more than happy to send you the information. But we wanted to share. We felt this was appropriate um, during mm-hmm. the Raising the Un- Unapologetic Girls podcast to share um, some of the things that we're doing, um, again, to, to be very deliberate in, in helping our, our girls and other girls to be unapologetic. So, 
you have any other yeah. anything else to add to that you know the only thing that I left out was that um, we did do an event with the girls called Women Create, oh, yeah. um, where they attended the workshop um, or a workshop um, that was put on. Um, and it was such a great workshop. It was yes. actually by Rebecca Armstrong. And so you can actually follow her on um on Instagram, but she uh, put on an event um, and we, she was able to walk the girls through how to create a, a vision for your life. Yeah. And what does that look like? And so that was really, that was really cool too. I think the girls enjoyed that and walked away having actually written, written down a vision and saying, this is what I want to do with my life. Um, and how I want to make an impact. So that was, that was also another yes. event or another activity that we had the girls participate in fantastic so we want you to join us we hope you join us but mm -hmm. um i think that now that we have shared the uh, seven insights about raising unapologetic girls we've also talked a little bit about our voice becoming program i think we are ready for final thoughts so we've had a lot of great discussion um, centered around raising unapologetic girls. And then we talked about these great insights and steps to um, helping to move our girls along the process of being more unapologetic. And I even think some of these um, steps will even help mothers and, and women who are influencers of mm -hmm. girls to help them be more unapologetic as well. Mm -hmm. And then we also covered, you know, our a Voice Becoming program that we're piloting with our own daughters and, and some other daughters around the area. And so um, with all of that, Alicia, I'd love to hear your final thought. So my final thought is that as mothers, we have to embrace our imperfections. And so we are not going to do this perfectly. And our daughters sometimes need to see that we're um, not doing this perfect. Not sometimes, but they know, they got to know that we're not perfect. And they sometimes have to see us take a step back and see things from a different perspective and, and also show that we're, we're humble enough to learn about this experience and, and to learn about how we can continue to raise them in a way that is healthy and that is strong. And so um, that would be mine. You know, I have to give one of my takeaways for me personally is I have to continue to extend grace. I have to give myself grace for my race because we know this race is more like I and so we've got to we've got to give ourselves some grace to be able to get through. Yeah. No, I completely I love that. Grace for your race. I'm going to steal that. I love it. Um I borrowed it, so I can't. You borrowed it? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So it's fine. So I'm so I'm still living. All right. <laughs> the honesty. I love the honesty. Uh, hey. <laughs> I got all that for someone. Okay. So my final thought is have your daughter's back. And I, I think that's my final thought because I'm thinking about the Toni Morrison quote when she talked about just show your um, children that you're just happy to see them. Um, remove the critical eye and the critical perspective when engaging with them. 
And what Mm -hmm. I really felt in my spirit was and show them on a consistent basis that unconditional love. Yeah, we know that we love our daughters unconditionally, Mm -hmm. but it's different to show it. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, my daughter knows that I have her back and I want to continue to display that I have her back through my actions. I am her biggest fan and her biggest supporter. So that's my final thought. Have your daughter's back. So thank you for listening to Raising Unapologetic Girls. We are so excited that you were able to join us this evening for this very purposeful topic. Um, We want to conclude the podcast this evening by making sure that you stay in the know. And so what that means is we first want you to join us on September 28th at Cooper's Hawk Winery in Kenwood in Cincinnati, Ohio. We want to meet you. We want to share laughter. We want to share a lot of great conversation. And we also want to share some wine with you. So at the end of the day, let's, let's, let's just be honest. We all just want to sip some wine together. So please come out to Cooper's Hawk Winery, again, Cincinnati, Ohio. We'll post some more details on our Facebook page and on our Instagram. And speaking of social media, Jamie, where how do they follow us? So you can follow us on social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of our handles are at Unapologetically Speaking. We are the only ones listed, so you won't have a hard time finding us. And we have kind of taken over the week. So we have Unapologetic Moments, which is a segment that we do on Facebook Live where we talk about women who are making unapologetic moves and making bold moves. Um, Or we even talk about ways that women can make unapologetic or bold moves. And then we have a segment on Wednesday called Glow Up Woman of the Week. And that is when we shout out a woman who is doing some amazing things in our community. If you want to nominate a Glow Up Woman of the Week, please email us her picture and her bio and why you believe she should be a Glow Up Woman of the Week to contact us at UASpodcast.com. And then, of course, on Friday, we have our weekly podcast. So you can follow us on social media. You get all the information on the latest and the greatest. You get two Facebook Lives and you get a podcast. We're giving you a lot of stuff. Yes. And speaking of Fridays, next time we will be doing a live podcast on September 28th again. And so we're going to give you some time to catch up on the podcast Mm -hmm. so we got some episodes out there on our spotify channel that if you haven't listened to yet we're gonna give you an opportunity to listen to before we come to you live with our next podcast and the next topic is going to be the lion the witch and the wardrobe and so i don't know i know i feel like you have to have that like (laughs) yeah perfect perfect i love the music and so with um we're actually we've invited a national motivational speaker, Dr. Kimberly Ventus Darks. And so we are so excited about her joining us because I know she is going to drop some knowledge. Oh my gosh, she is going to drop so much knowledge and I am so excited to have her. Um, So don't forget to visit our website to stay up on the latest and the greatest just like our social media pages. If you can't find everything on the social media page that you need to know about us, 
then you can visit our website at www.uaspodcast.com. All right. Until next time, be bold, be courageous, and be unapologetic. Thank you.